Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tomar Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You know uh, what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking me no questions. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Like, like they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This my fourth season, yo. This my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze taste and and they not even recognizing it. they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this was out to you. This was out to you. This was out to you. To you and you. And welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Dylan Thomas Taylor. It is officially March 13th. It is about 77 degrees outside, and man, do we have some things to talk about today? You understand that this is a major day in sports. I mean, I mean, we still got NBA in the midst of the playoff run. We got New York on the rise. We Browns are no longer stinking. I don't even know how that's possible. We got the whole entire NFL free agency to chat about. And Team Petty gets a new king. But, 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 you know what I say, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. It's, Hello? It's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. So if you didn't get the rundown earlier, then I'm give you. Then I'm, I'm gonna hit you over one more time. We have everything that you could possibly think about that you could want, that you want to talk about when it's talk. We were talking about the middle of March, and this is not even. And this is not even getting into March Madness or anything college basketball. So. 
There's some moves happening in the NFL. There are some moves happening in the NFL. And if you are a fan of the NFL, and if you have a team out there, then then you should be excited or you may be disappointed. It all depends on what, it, it, it all depends on what you've heard, right? Or what you're being sur- subjected to. Like if you're a Steelers fan, if you're a Steelers fan, you may be a little upset, right? Steelers fans are not happy with themselves right now. I mean, last year, I mean, for, for the last couple of years, you've been a little subpar. You, you, you haven't been living up to expectations. Last year, you lose your star running back. Again, you don't quite make it into the AFC Championship or even the Super Bowl with this young stud lineup that you have. I mean, and you lose your running back to the fact that he sits out for a whole entire season because he wants some cachet. And then, this offseason, your young stud wide receiver starts acting out. And I mean, and we mean completely Acting out, right? We mean like completely acting a complete donkey. But, 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 but. We spoke about this. Like, and, and let's not say that he, he acted out. What he did is that, like, he he, beca- he basically became an online bully, right? To his team. Right? And, and we're talking about to his team. He became an online bully. He came out there like, listen. Like, listen, I'm, 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 I want out of here. Like, these people don't respect me. They're not giving me, like, they're not, they're not treating me like a man. Like, if you have, if you have a bad culture, right? Come on, he set standards out there. He's like, yo, come get me. But I have standards. And those standards are, if you have no cohesion, don't come, or, or cohesion issues, don't, don't come talk to me. Like, if you, if your culture bad, don't come talk to me. You know what I mean? Like, if, if your chemistry is bad, don't come talk to me. If, if you're trying to develop or you're not trying to win right now, don't come talk to me. And ultimately, we end up finding out what it really was about is that was the last part of what he said was call him Mr. Big Chest and Mr. Big Checks. That's what he really said. And that was probably the most important part. Because, oh no, Odin Beckham Jr. I mean, sorry, but Antonio Antonio Brown went out there and he got his checks. And he got it from the Oakland Raiders. So, we've talked for a couple of weeks now about what Antonio Brown we talked about Antonio Brown and what he's been doing in social media. Like and how he's been giving off interviews. And we said it here personally, like, yo, he sounds a little crazy. But ultimately what he's been doing is that he's been causing he's been causing his team or he's been such a headache to his team that his team is like, okay, we gotta get this guy out of here. Keeping him here. That if you keep him here, then 
he is not gonna function right. If you keep him here, then he's gonna then he's gonna be a problem for your locker room. If you keep him here, then you're going to have a disgruntled wide receiver that doesn't want to play for you. So Antonio Brown is now an Oakland Raider. And Antonio Brown goes out there and he gets he goes from a one-year deal that he or, or a deal that basically had he was in his last year of his guaranteed money to now a deal that gets him three years of guaranteed money. And not for nothing. Even though this move makes you wonder a whole bunch of things, right? Like what is really going on in Pittsburgh that for the last two years straight now, they are losing dynamic player after dynamic player. One chose to sit down the whole entire year in Le'Veon Bell, right? The guy that's basically been the workhorse running back, you know, from, from when it comes to at least running the ball and also catching the ball out of the backfield, right? So that's first, that's that. And then this year, we get Antonio Brown. Now, Antonio, now Le'Veon Bell... We just we, we we see him do it quietly. You seen him do it peacefully. He just we just walked out. Basically, he Martin Luther King did. Antonio Brown, Malcolm X did. Like he went in there by all means necessary. He came in there. He caused a stink. He raised his voice. He puffed his chest and he threw whatever power he had around. So. There's something going on in Pittsburgh, and we've heard the guys allude to it already, that the organization, for as much as they talk about empowerment, it doesn't seem like empowerment, and we've heard the general manager talk about this already, right? The general manager came out there, and he said that Ben Roethlisberger has 52 kids out there, and they should listen to him, and and listen, let's, let's wrap everything up very neatly there. That there is some truth in that. There's a lot of truth in that. That if you have a veteran Super Bowl winning quarterback, granted, he may not have been the leaders of the team, but he was the quarter he was the guy behind center during that time and he has maintained his status this whole entire time. He has maintained his status as at least one of the upper echelons quarterbacks. But In any regular circumstance, if we're just talking about, if we're just talking about quarterback, two Super Bowls, 15 plus years, MVP, you know, um, definitely one of the top passing leaders in any given season. And we're talking about what, 15, like those 15 years matter. When you wrap all that up, you would expect that he is the vocal leader of your locker room. You would expect, in most normal circumstances, that he is the voice that you want people to to listen to. That you would expect that he is that 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 the guys in the locker room would go and f- try to follow his lead because he's been there and he's won before. But again. Pittsburgh Steelers stated to have a different dynamic where he isn't the hardest worker. And 
it's been a really long time, even with all of this talent, that Pittsburgh has not been winning. And when you get guys like Antonio Brown that says, like, yo, I'm working harder, but you're not respecting me monetarily-wise or from a leadership-wise, leadership standpoint on this team, then you know, we have problems. When you're Le'Veon Bell and you're like, yo, you're not respecting me, right? I work, I work as hard as Antonio Brown. But I definitely work, I mean, or maybe not as hard as I'm talking about, but I definitely work harder than Ben Roethlisberger. And you're not respecting me monetarily-wise, longevity-wise, with a spot on leadership on this team. You over here just talking about, yo, you just want to run me into the ground another 400 times and then undervalue me the next year. Like, nah, I'll just rather sit out. So Antonio Brown goes to Oakland. And like I said, one of the first things I, I, I start thinking about is, What's going on in Pittsburgh? But one of the other things I start to think about is, you know what? Maybe John Gruden isn't that crazy. And, and I say that because we may have called him a little crazy when he first got to Oakland and he started making all of his moves. We may have questioned his sanity when he arrived with the Raiders, or even he took over for the Raiders, and he started letting people go. We may have looked at him sideways when he became the commander-in-chief of the Black Hole. And started wondering, where is all the light coming from? Because he made them real light all of a sudden. But we'll get back into that. But we're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, don't forget, you can listen to right here on the T-Sports Podcast on my tsports.net. And don't forget, if you ever want to interact with the show, just look down on, if you're on the website, obviously. Just look down in the right-hand corner of your screen. You should see a little bubble. Click on that. Click on chat. And you'll be able to ask me questions live directly on the show. And also leave me a message and maybe we'll talk about it on the next show. Hey, that's there for you. Come on, Esports Podcast. Donald Thomas Taylor. I'll be back. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply classroom. Find textbooks. Read e-textbooks and get guided solutions all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only Donald Tomah Taylor. So, before we took our nice little break, 
we were talking about we were talking about how John Gruden may not have been the most crazy of, of guys in the world when we first you know, when we, when we first seen and there's such new guys, you know there's always a game on going in the background. We have Oklahoma City versus Brooklyn. Right in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City is currently up ninety to eighty seven. So John Gruden may not be that crazy. And I say that now because, you know what? We have to remember a couple of things, right? That when John Gruden got, first got signed to the Oakland Raiders, there was a big uproar. You guys remember that, right? There was a big uproar. And the uproar was because of his contract. Let's remember that John Gruden got there and he received a 10-year $100 million contract, right? And there was a couple of things that, that we said was going to happen there, and it said automatically. It basically said that John Gruden was there to stay. Whether, you, whether you're the GM, whether you're the player, John Gruden is there to stay for 10 years. And I believe they gave him full capabilities or whatever to basically for over player personnel, right? 10 years. And now, and then what happens automatically, you start seeing John Gruden getting rid of players. And he's not just getting rid of any old player, right? He's getting rid of his best running back. I'm sorry, his best weapons on offense and on defense. He's getting rid of his best wide receiver, right? Oh, we're talking about, like, best wide receiver. Ha had Everybody looking at him like Danger zone. Also, he gets rid of his best defensive person. And you guys know who I'm talking about. Right? We're talking about Amari Cooper, wide receiver, going to Dallas. We're talking about we're talking about Khalil Mack, defensive end, going to Chicago. Right? Our middle linebacker, one of the two. But that's what we're talking about. And we automatically start thinking, okay, you know what? This guy may be a little crazy. This guy may be a little cuckoo. And what we fail to realize that, you know what? Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. Because if you're there to stay... And you have two studs, two stars, right? We know they're stars. They're studs. We just talked about them, right? Studs. And you ultimately have these two guys that can influence a locker room in any which way. And we don't care if they like you or not or anything else like that. But you know, but you do know that you need to rebuild this team. You need to send a clear message that you are in control and... That you have the power. And how do you say that I'm in control and I have power more than getting rid of your best two players on the team as if it was nothing? I mean nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's nothing. Like, like just cold-hearted. You understand? Like, that's what he did. 
So that's what John Gruden did. Now what that does though, it se it sets a tone. It sets a tone to the whole entire team currently that hey, nobody is safe and I can get rid of anybody that I want, even if even if you're Khalil Mack or you're Amari Cooper. Even if even if you're considered one of the best wide receivers or best defensive players in the league, I'm in control here. I can get rid of you. It also lets people coming in know, hey, I am in control here. So if you don't shape up, I will ship you out. So Antonio Brown could go to Oakland all he want. And listen, and we understand that eventually he's and, and, and we understand that he's he got his deal restructured. But don't get it twisted. While Antonio Brown is going to be the new face of Vegas, right? Because that's where they're going to. They're going to Las Vegas, this team. He's going to be the face of the Vegas Raiders. And he's going to be the star attraction. And he's going to be lightning in a bottle as a star attraction. Let's not forget that ultimately this is John Gruden's show. And he has proven that. And can we talk about something about, about Antonio Brown? I really hope that he goes there and he can be the same Antonio Brown that we've seen. Because, granted, we can't quite say that David Carr, or whatever Carr his name is, right, is Big Ben in any, in any level of the game, at any point in time in Big Ben's career. We don't know if this Carr compares to Big Ben. But one thing I can say is that Pittsburgh... Pennsylvania is a lot less distracting of a place than Las Vegas, Nevada. And if Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown, I am kind of expecting him to have a few late nights. And that's going to scare me because if Antonio Brown becomes the star that we think that he'll become in Las Vegas. And he becomes the face of Las Vegas that he probably will become. We're talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. Then I have a feeling that his time is going to be pulled on a lot of different places suddenly. And I feel like Antonio Brown, while he may be the hardest working guy when in Pittsburgh, I don't know if you still have those same work habits, those still sleep patterns, and that same dedication after you got paid and also... In co with also direct correlation that you just went to Las Vegas. So those are two things we're going to keep an eye out for. Th this whole entire season, we're going to keep an eye out for that. And see what happens with Antonio Brown and his production. Or with the Las Vegas Raiders. Because that's going to be the interesting part. Can Antonio Brown still be Antonio Brown still while in the lights of Vegas? Because he's been in the lights of the NFL. Having a particular lights of a big city like that and actually now have nightlife and everything else that comes along with it. Completely different story. Completely different story. I'm talking about different stories. I'm talking about different stories. Can we shift sports real quick and talk about the story that's going on in the NBA? And... That story is that for the first time in like 15 years that we're going to have 
an NBA playoffs without any LeBron. Now that is a story, and it's a hell of a story. And I, I know it sounds bad, that because it feels like not gonna lie, it feels like I've been waiting 15 years to be able to be like, yo, see, he ain't as great as we thought he was. <laughs> but while he is great, and we and we won't take um away take away from that, he ain't as great as we thought he was. He wasn't he wasn't great enough to start to start airing his games over New York Knicks games. Like, while he was still in high school, like he 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 isn't that great, and he you know what I mean, and he wasn't and he isn't the, and he isn't the best thing since Jordan, and he's barely the best thing since Kobe. But he is is going to be a ridiculously ridiculously good stat stuffer as he's going to go down, top five in scoring, top ten in in, in assists, and we've discussed this. We've been discussing this for years. We've seen this projected path. We've already talked like like this funny thing about it, right? And, and this is why you listen to the Mighty Sports Podcast, right? Doing you do, is that. While ESPN is just now talking about, oh, how close LeBron is to the top scoring leader and his pace and, and, and the people that he's going to pass. And that's just because he just passed Jordan, right? Or he was on pace to finally pass Jordan. We've been talking about this for a couple of years now. We've been seeing this path. We've been seeing how he was going. We've been talking about this for years now. And we've been said that the only thing that was going to derail him were injuries. And no doubt in the year that he passes Jordan is the year that these injuries start. And we already start discussing like, hey, it only talks. It only takes one little injury. It only takes him having to not play only 60 games. Or him to drop his average down from... I remember we were doing this. Like, they're doing this on a 27-point per game average. We were talking about his longevity or how he was going to do this if he averaged 25 points a game. And how that was going to get extended four, five, six years if his minutes start to go down. If his games start to go down. Everything starts to take a little bit longer. And now something that looked very attainable in three, four years. Now starts taking five years. And six years. And seven years. And now you're over there playing 18 minutes and 22 minutes. And now you're really just kind of chasing those numbers. And I'm, and I'm curious if that's what you really want. But this finally a year where we don't have LeBron James in the NBA playoffs. And I, for one, am a happy camper. I was happy when he left the East. That was one thing. That was, I was happy when he left the East. Because when he went to the West, we kind of knew that things were going to be a downfall for him. This isn't. You understand that he always had a problem beating the team that came out of the West. How are you going to beat the whole entire West? East and So now we have the East and, and the East becomes a wide open show now. We have Milwaukee, we have Toronto, we have Boston. We have we, we even have Brooklyn. Like well, not not as a real contender, but in the playoffs now. You know, we still have Miami and they're being coached up. Because that's all Miami's being done. Miami's being really well coached. Miami has a system, they have a culture, and they have a coach and they have a belief and they are being coached up. Meanwhile, we see we see Denver and the Golden State Warriors flip-flopping back and forth for that spot at the top. We're getting all of that. And we're getting all of this without any LeBron. So for the for, for the first time in 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 how many years has it been has it been now? I think God, finally. What? Since the time he went to Miami? So that's eight straight years that he's been in the finals? And now we finally don't get a chance to see him. Thank God for the relief. 
Like, Jesus. Like, man. So, LeBron, like, I know, you know, this this may be a weird one to get for this, but we want to give you a... For not making a playoff. Like... Seriously, mad respect, like, to giving us something new to look at. For not being there when the people you. For quitting on your team. For taking off the rest of the season. For not making it to the scoring leader finals. Scoring leader of all time. Actually, that last one, I really don't know if that's really your thing. To me, for being able to correct my own mistakes. For being a bigger man than LeBron. <laughs> So, LeBron is in L.A. now. I mean, you know, this time he is in the... Like, like we know it's like, that's not the talk anymore, right? Like, oh, it's Tim Tickers. Uh, so they're not having the big record. Like, yeah, I'd be the best player in the world. Like, like, you realize all this stuff is, we're just looking at it. And, you know, they say, like, no empire lasts forever, right? And we're, we're watching the LeBron empire crumble. While we're also watching the end of the Golden State Warriors empire. But we're definitely watching the LeBron era crumble Because Golden State will still be in the playoffs. Golden State will still be in the NBA finals. NBA, like, Golden State will still become a champion. Like, don't let whatever's going on fool you. And all your paparazzi, it's time to pay up Lewis. Like, they've lost more than three games. They're all there. That's all there. So, enjoy the rest of the NBA season as the LeBron talk is going to go down. Now, hopefully guys like Giannis can get some respect. You know, Russell Westbrook can get some respect for his third consecutive season of posting up a triple-double. Like, like, maybe some of these guys can start getting looked at now that LeBron is no longer there because LeBron is going to be in the playoffs. We're going to take another break because now I'm all fired up. You know, I'm, I'm, I, like, I, I can't take it no more. I, I need to cool down. I, I am going to put myself into a corner somewhere and just relax. You're going to hear a loud click. Let me put you on a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why membership continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's Nintendo systems and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses' Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi Best Games, where you save more so you can play more.
And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Still listening at MightySports.net. I'm still your host, Alan Tomar Taylor. And we still discussing sports from here to everywhere around the globe. And I, we going to come back right where it all begins. We're going we come back to the Mecca. Don't you get it twisted. We will bring it back to the Mecca. But for right now, I'm just excited about some of these NFL moves. Like, because... And don't forget, if you want to if you want to communicate with the show or leave live on the show, you hope you're on MightySports.net. Look on your right hand side, click on the little bubble, click on chat, and I'll be able to get your messages directly. Ask me anything that you want. We'll 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 think about you know picking up your topic here live on the show, or leave me a message and we'll talk about it possibly on the next show. Listen, if you have a point, go ahead and prove it. Like like I put it out there. If you want to debate a little bit, go ahead and go ahead and, and put out a debate. Like listen, I take on all comers. Like listen, this is this is an open debate challenge. Okay, you understand? This is an open challenge form. If you want to challenge me, bring it, B. Like, we'll talk. Like, like we, we could have a battle of words. You know what I'm saying? I was a master debater as a, as a kid, B. High school champion, master debater. But let's talk about some of these NFL moves. This moves all over the place, and, and granted, there's a lot of people that's moving, but we're going to talk about some of the names that matter, right? Like Frank Gore going to Buffalo. Now, Frank Gore may not be one of those big household names, but but this does two things for Frank Gore. I think I think Frank Gore is definitely like top five or, or in the top three or pushing on, on getting into the top three of all-time rushes of all time, right? As far as yards come. But also, Frank Gore is still producing, and Frank Gore is still productive. And more than anything else, I think about Fred Gore going to Buffalo as great backup for, for LaShawn McCoy. Because LaShawn McCoy is gonna do the is gonna do majority of the work. And it actually feels good to have a guy like Frank Gore behind him because we always know that, that LaShawn McCoy also happens to get injured a little bit every season once that weather starts to get cold. So to have a guy like Frank Gore behind you so you're not just that big old bell cow and you don't have to worry so much about injuries and if he does go down you still have somebody that could produce over you know it's anywhere between three to five yards on average or three and a half yards to five yards on average if you're still if you're still scheming for him well and then you also have those to figure out that Buffalo since they've had Michelle McCoy has constantly always had to be built around running that ball. So they're tailored kind of for runners already. They got a young quarterback back there who don't know who we quite passing into yet. That defense needs a little bit of work. But you know what? You got Frank Gore. And it really doesn't mean much, but it helps out LaShawn McCoy in that run game. <laughs> and, it, and, and it helps out your quarterback, obviously. Anytime you want to add, anytime you add somebody else that could just really help slow that game down and eat up clock if you ever have a lead or just help ground and pound what you, what you want to really do in, in a place like Buffalo because when our weather gets cold, you're not going to be doing a lot of aerial attacks. Then it is something that really helps for you guys. So LaShawn McCoy goes there. I mean, not LaShawn McCoy, but as you know, Frank Gore goes there and he gets a one-year, two million dollar deal. And as Frank Gore is heading up north to go help out, to go help out those guys in Buffalo, you know, north of the wall, we also have another guy going up north and he's going back home, and that's Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson returns to Philly, and. And one of those things that Philly can use a deep threat. Now, I don't know about LaShawn McCoy. I mean, not LaShawn, but Sean Jackson anymore these days. He's going to have to reprove that he has the kind of value that, that we remember him for. But I would say that you would be kind of excited to get LaShawn McCoy on your team. If you're, if you're, if you're a Philadelphia Eagle. 
that you have to be excited to have him on your team if you're of your young Philly squad, period. A team that just won a Super Bowl two seasons ago. Not this past season, but the season before that. Coy, LaShawn McCoy, I mean not Sean McCoy, but LaShawn Jackson. Also, let's not get a twist. He also banked on this deal. LaShawn Jackson went from a one-year $10 million deal to now getting a three-year $27 million deal. So he be nice, he be nice to Philly. He, he goes back home after Chip Kelly, whoever it was, got rid of him. Sent him down to Tampa Bay and, and uh, sent him wherever he sent him. He's been being punished ever since. Now he comes back. Uh, and not for nothing... While we said that he's going to definitely have to prove himself and how he's feeling, this may also be his farewell tour. Deshaun Jackson may be looking at leaving the game after this last contract. And just a word for Kyler Murray. Eli Manning has so far been the highest paid quarterback in the league, just getting just about $250 million total. Two hundred and fifty million dollars is basically what you get when you when you renegotiate your first contract in baseball. Just saying, that's your first negotiated, not your rookie contract. No, no, not that sucker. We ain't talking about that one. Your first negotiated contract will come out to be about two hundred and fifty million dollars by the time you were projected to be in negotiations for your first contract. Just saying. But you chose football, Kyler Murray. That's what you did. These were your life choices, and we're going to keep holding you accountable for them. FYI, if you're listening to the podcast and you're local to South Florida, um, based off my current location, I am just about, nah, I'm going to leave that alone. So, so far, we got Frank Gore going to Buffalo, and we got Deshaun Jackson go, um, reunited with Philly on a three-year, $27 million deal. We have also the Orchids of Asia becoming the official sponsor the official sponsor of the New England Patriots. Oh, yes, folks, it's true. It's damn true. Earl Thomas, former safety from the Seattle Seahawks, he leaves, and he joins the Ravens on a four-year, $55 million deal. That's love. Now, we saw what we know. Once again, we, we, we're going to talk about some of the more notable ones here because you have to, because th listen, it's all about the story, right? And and, and without a story, why well, even talk about them? And there's a story that's going on, going on in Baltimore because we just seen Joe Flacco get shipped out of there, right? He's on his way to Denver, I believe. So they, they are all in on their on their young quarterback, LaShawn Jackson, whatever his name is, right? Lamar Jackson. And we already know that Baltimore is always known for their defense. And we already, and listen, there's still Tarek Suggs there. They still have a defensive core. You add a guy like Earl Thomas, re-motivation, revamping up that defense. He comes in re-motivated. He, he revamps that offense. You have that whole entire team, you know what I mean, on, on the high of, 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 of the spark plug in the bottle that they got that they got from Lamar Jackson last year. And, and now it's going to be coming into this year. Come on, Lamar Jackson is the only reason why the Baltimore Ravens last year made it into the playoffs. He took that team into a winner into a into a winning streak similar to what Baker Mayfield did in Ohio and helped them get into the playoffs. Unfortunately, Ohio didn't get into the playoffs or the Browns didn't get into the playoffs. But hey, 
they both finished off their season with such a win streak that you looked at them this year like, oh, okay, you guys know how to ball. And we think you can ball respectfully. Respectably. They didn't quite ball how Sam Bradford balled. Or Sam Bradford didn't quite ball like those guys ball. But New York Knicks, sorry, Sam Donald. But New York Knicks, New York Jets fans seem still very hopeful of him. And they still call him the future quarterback. I still don't see it yet. Let's let you know, I still don't see it yet. I still need to be proven. And when we talk about quarterbacks, like Nick Foles. Nick Foles, quarterback winner from Philly. As we just talked about Philly and Deshaun Jackson, well, they lose Nick Foles, and Nick Foles going to, goes down to Jacksonville. And that, listen, that's what they need. And, and that's exactly what they need down there. Because you know what? Blake Bortles hasn't been getting it done. Blake Bortles has been has been filling that team. So a team that has Leonard Fournette and and all of the other weapons that you that you can figure that they have there, and and they've been coming up a little bit short. So now you don't have that excuse technically. You have a guy like and Nick Foles that can completely play within the system, knows how to run an offense, and has won a Super Bowl and has beat Bell and Belichick and Tom Brady. So now, so, so now all the violence on the wall. You you have a guy at quarterback now in Jacksonville that you know. And that's really what it is. And that's a facts. Like, like those are big time facts. Like you have a guy in Jacksonville right now that looks like he can win a game. That he win yeah, he could win good that he could win good quality games. That he could win good quality games when it matters. And that is why you get Nick Foles. That's why Nick Foles is a player. That's why Nick Foles is being signed for quarterback down there. You feel like you got a quarterback you can trust because you can't because they haven't felt like they can trust Blake Bortles. And now you add Nick Foles over there with our boy Tom Coughlin already. And we're going to start seeing if you can put the rest of these pieces together so if this puzzle can finally come together from what you have in Jacksonville from the culture change you've been trying to do you got to you you got the leader of football operations that's now won a Super Bowl Tom Coughlin now you get a Super Bowl winning quarterback Nick Foles now let's start seeing what really can happen down there in Jacksonville Jacksonville gets now held to a higher standard and I don't know if they fully comprehend that quite yet but they need to be aware. Ah, uh, there's another signing for the Browns. The Browns this year, and we see this guy now switching teams a lot. Last year, he he tied himself on to young G Jimmy G Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco, and now we see him switching teams again, and now he's going to the Cleveland Browns, tagging himself on to another young team, to another young quarterback. And who are we talking about, folks? Who are we talking about? We're talking about the one and only. Yeah, we're talking about the one and only Richard Sherman. 
Yes, folks, that Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman goes ahead. Richard Sherman 100% goes to the Cleveland Browns. And now you start seeing like like little things, right? Because Cleveland now has a young has a young quarterback, right? They have that running back um um what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Chubb. You know, so they have that young running back still. They have that young wide receiver that they got from Miami a couple years ago. Can't think of his name. You know, because like most Miami players, Dolphins players are really significant even after they leave their team. But you understand, like, so this thing's going on in Cleveland. And as we just said, that they pieced together a nice little, like, winning streak coming into the end of last year. Or towards the end of last year that gives a lot of people, and not just fans, we even talked about players, as we can see. A little bit of hope that things can be turned around now, maybe in Cleveland. But then again, Cleveland is Cleveland. And just like the Jets, like you have to be nervous anytime something good happens to them. Because you never know when they're going to blow it. You never know. I'm talking about blowing it. Blake Bortle gets cut. Yeah. We just told you that he decided Nick Foles. So Blake Bortle, cut. Eric Berry from the Kansas City cut. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some more moves because we ain't even talk about the heart of the city yet. Because some things have gone down in New York. And we're going to talk about that to wrap up the podcast right here. MyTSports.net. Man. championships or become famous they join because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it they are brighter led and equipped than any team in history they are doctors lawyers engineers technologists and combat troops all prepared for whatever comes their way you'll find them where the lights don't contract they sign is with themselves and their country one day they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world and they can respond i became a soldier And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Still your host, Alan Thomas Still listening right here on MightySports.net. If you still want to interact with the show, just go right there on the on your bottom right-hand screen. You see the little bubble. Hit chat. Hit me up with your questions. Hit me up with your comments. Hit me up with anything that you want to hit me up with. Cuss me out if you want to. Interact. Don't cuss me out. I'm kind of sensitive. I'm not really that sensitive. But still. Like, I may have to ban you. Like, I may have to ban you. Because apparently, that's what we do in New York now. We ban people. Apparently what we do in New York now is ban people. So, let's talk about that. 
118. Matter of fact, 305. I get it, I get it. So, I don't know if you've heard the stories about what's been going on in New York. There's been a bunch of stories going down in New York. I mean, all over the place. All kinds of stuff going down in New York. But I'm going to tell you, ultimately, I'm not sure about the New York Dicks future. Like, seriously, seriously. Like, like I'm not joking with this. I'm not so sure about the next future. So, I got the opportunity to watch the next game in virtual reality, right? And I got the opportunity to really, really, really look at their offense. For, like, really up close and personal. As up close and personal, I guess, as you could outside of watching it in person. And... What I saw was a Knicks team that's really basic. I, I mean, I mean, really basic. I mean, as basic as as a white girl eating Wonder Bread, leaning on a white picket fence, basic. Like, so vanilla, that powder was like, yo, that shit needs color, B. Like, like that, like their offense was as basic as... And in a weird way, you can kind of see it trying to follow the new model of the NBA, right? I don't know what to call it, the Golden State model, the Houston Rockets model. It's, but it's the new analytic model of the NBA where if it isn't a three-point shot, then you're trying to take a go at the rim, which I get, right? But there's a lot of shit that happens in the mid-range. And what happens, that just, all I saw the Knicks doing was sitting high pick and rolls, and then the guy that came off the pick and roll basically just kind of shot the shot. And it was a high pick and roll, and the guy that came up the pick and roll and shot the shot. And every once in a while when they would pass the ball, if they would catch their man moving, right? If they would, if they would catch their man moving, and right, or closing in hard off, off of the ball moving, then they would slash hard to the rim and try to get contact. But it was really only a few people. It was maybe Horzingis or even Trier. Right? When it came to Frank Nina he wasn't one of the guys doing it. Now, granted, we, we do have a different team, slightly. Right, uh, and there's a bunch of different there's a bunch of different guys on the team, but that's basically what the Knicks have been, like just disgustingly basic. And I was looking at them like, no wonder why you can't really close out games because to figure out the offense, you don't have to f do much, and also they don't have the kind of shooters that they can be taking three point shots on every single shot, or on. 30% of their shots at that. They have some really good they have some they have some guys that can really work that can really work in the in the mid-range. And I think if these guys were given plays or had plays that could and granted we don't want, I, you don't want to have like set plays that kills the ball. But I say it needs to be plays that at least allow guys to have the option to shoot mid-range shots versus just chucking up threes or trying to draw contact at the rim. Like, there is an art to a, to a solid, effective mid-range game that if worked right, is effective and can win games. 
like not for nothing. Like I said, like they, like I said, I don't know what kind of model they're trying to run because I don't think it's the Golden State model. I want to call it more of the analytic model because in, in the Golden State game, they they really just keep moving that ball around and for, and they take a lot of two point shots. They they actually when it comes down to it, the most eat one of the most efficient mid range shooting teams in the league. They take more mid range shots than most people even think. We went through this a couple years ago in the podcast or or, or a season ago in the podcast. And we sat here and we talked about that. We we pulled up their numbers, and and they led, right? Or, or they were top. They didn't lead. They were top three or top two, but definitely top three in mid range shots, and mid range efficiency both. We ain't talking about we ain't talking about shots at the rim. We we ain't, we ain't talking about finishes at the paint. We're talking about mid range shots. There's a place for that, and Golden State makes everybody think. And all they take is threes because you have guys like Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and even now Kevin Durant that could bang threes anytime they want from any range of the court that they want. But their mid-range game is so efficient that it goes under look. But what happens is that their three-point game is so deadly and it's so forefront that it makes their efficient mid-range game just become invisible to most people. And I find that I find that so funny. I, I really do. I find that hilarious. Because there's more to them. There's more to them than that. But the Knicks aren't that. The Knicks aren't that at all. The Knicks, the Knicks are basic. The Knicks don't have those kind of shooters. And and the, and the Knicks aren't I, I, like I say. You you can't even say that they're doing what what Houston is doing at a, at a good rate. I don't I don't know if they're being coached. I don't know if they're making adjustments. And, and like I said, I see why teams. Eventually, beat them by the end of every game is because it doesn't take. If you really want to beat them, all you need to do is make a halftime adjustment. A halftime adjustment really isn't that hard against the Knicks because their offense is really that that vanilla. And it's something that the fans like. I, I listen. I'm like, if you're a Knicks fan, then. You've been going through a lot of hard times, but no more hard times than the most recent Knicks fan that apparently got under James Dolan's skin. James Dolan, the owner, by the way, that they got under his skin so much that he ejected a fan from the game. Not just ejected a fan from the game, he banned him from the arena. This is concerts, Knicks games, Hockey games, everything from the garden related. Because the guy yelled, sell the team. James Dolan stopped. Well, as he was passing, James Dolan stopped, heard him, said, that was rude. Would you like to watch the games from home? You know what? You're banned. Like, really that quick. This escalated from 0 to 100 real quick. James Dolan has officially, has officially, we don't have any. We don't have an official award for him. We don't have an official award for him quite yet. But he has definitely, officially, became the new captain, spokesperson, chairman, not just the president, like that night, night, not just a customer, but president of the of the Petty Club. He's the new owner. He's not only the owner of the of the Knicks. He's also now the new owner of the Petty Association.
The whole entire Petty Association is now owned by James Dolan. He he banned a guy from the Knicks, from, from the Madison Square, from the Garden, from Madison Square Garden for yelling, sell the team. You know what? Listen. The five of you that listen, the five of you that listen to this podcast, I need, I need you to get the word out, right? <laughs> I'm talking about the five, the five Knicks fans that listen to this podcast. Maybe the five of you listen to this podcast. I need you to do me a favor here. Then listen, and, and I feel like all Knicks fans should do this from here on out. If James Dolan is at a game, the whole entire arena needs to erupt and sell the team, sell the team, sell the team, sell the. I mean, it needs to be a thunderous. Uh, Thunderous, thunderous chant. He banned him from all things. He can't go to wrestling events. He can't go to Monster Trucks event. He can't go to Disney on ice. Like, you understand? That means nothing at Madison Square Garden. He can't go to a comedy special. Nothing. Nothing. Like, I, I, I'm, I, you saw him try to do the same thing to, to Charles Oakley last year. And now this year he does it to a fan, a paying customer. For an opinion that we think that actually, I think every single Knicks fan is, is actually unanimous in thinking that he should sell the team. James Dolan said that he justified the guy being banned from all things garden related because they watched the video. They saw the guy leave his seat and rushed over to where James Dolan was gonna be exiting at. They and that and then they ambushed him to spew this kind of hurtful rhetoric. This is what James Dolan said. They showed a video. I mean just walking leisurely. I mean at a snail's pace. Just moving on with this with the pace of the, everybody else in the crowd. To the area that the players and that the players leave through because you know you want to get a chance to see the players you know talk to the players see if you get a high five get a headband a pair of socks you know some smelly underwear some shit like that you see James Dolan and you yell out the thing that every single Knicks fan is thinking sell the goddamn fucking team you fucking bullshit ass cocksucking owner granted you see that he didn't add on the all of the adjectives that every Knicks fan wants to add on when they think about James Dolan he just left it with the with the facts sell the team he didn't say sell the team you good for nothing fat fucking i just inherited this team from my dad and don't know what the fuck i'm doing piece of shit marikompunyeta motherfucker he didn't add all that into it but this is what all nick fans are thinking do madre sucio like you understand but James Dolan ejected him from the, from the thing. So it's okay. We get it. He's a little sensitive. And as stated before, 100% the brand new owner of not just the Knicks, not just the Rangers, but he has now acquired his new team, Team Petty. New owner. Everybody give him a round of applause. Round of applause for James Dolan, the new, team, the new owner of Team Petty, for being an asshole. For having um, then 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 what is what is super thin? That then wax paper to being an asshole to like to 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 being uh, like just embarrassing all Knicks fans to embarrassing New Yorkers to embarrassing the association to being an asshole. You're a dick.
you know, I'm, we're going to take a mini break. It's going to really be a mini break. Only because, like, there's something that I want to do because now I'm really all fired up. Smoke weed every day. So we're going to take a quick mini break, super mini break. We're going to be back. We're going to be back so fast that you won't even know that I'm gone. The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make it count Monday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The big news is coming. The big news is coming. And, th and this is honestly why you guys were sitting here for, right? This is why you guys were honestly sitting here this whole time for. Because ultimately... You want you you wanted you wanted me to tell you something, and you wanted me to tell you something good. But I told you, good good news is relative, right? Because you can be on the good side or the bad side of news. And all news is good news. Earlier today, we heard some really good news for the L.A. for the Las Vegas Raiders. They got Antonio Brown. That happens to be really bad news for the Pittsburgh Steelers fans. You know, they're all upset. They're, they're, all, they're, they're all in a huff and puff. You know? The Cleveland Browns got Richard Sherman. That's really good news for the Cleveland Browns. Some more really good news for the Cleveland Browns? They just acquired Odell Beckham Jr. Let that sit there for a while just let that sit there for a while Smoke weed every day. and let that sit there for a while the cleveland browns traded their 17th overall pick their third round pick and a starter in the name of peppers for Odell Beckham Jr. And obviously, obviously, if you're a Giants fan, you may be slightly in an uproar. This isn't me telling you something good if you're a Giants fan. This is really good if you're a Cleveland Browns fan. You're like, wow, Richard Sherman, Landry, Chubb. Mayfield? Like, wow. Like, we're, we're building something here. If you're the Giants, you're like... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So... You got rid of... Odell Beckham Jr. For some picks? You got rid of Landon Collins? Oh, yeah, they got rid of him, too. Has he signed a six-year deal with the with the Washington team? You know, Giants, you're like, what do we have? Tell me something good. What do we have? What's good? What's really good? Like, oh, we still got Eli. We still got Eli. Granted, we've questioned some, we questioned a few things about Crowder on the field every once in a while, a few plays here and there, but he's still fairly young. Still, come, still considered probably one of the best at his position. We've questioned Odell Beckham Jr. Definitely off the field. But you know what was funny? 
I was really thinking to myself, very recently, within the last two weeks, maybe three, that you know what? I found ironic that we haven't heard any Odell Beckham Jr. news this year. And in a good way, that we didn't hear about him in the offseason. There was no boat trips. There were no weed incidents. You understand? Like, there was no more Odell Beckham Jr. news. Like, Odell Beckham quieted the fuck up. Like, he literally put his head down and shut the fuck up finally. He was being quiet. Don't know what he was doing. He could have been working on his craft. Could have been doing his thug dizzle. Or he could have been plotting to go to Cleveland this whole time. But now, he's being traded. And he and he kind of quietly got traded. Even though we kind of, like, there's a, there were a couple of leaks that doesn't have happened. But he got traded in a way that, listen, we didn't hear him being real of, of a real problem this offseason. But Odell Beckham, again, a guy that we consider top five, one of the top five wide receivers, you know, only behind guys like Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Hopkins out of Houston, you, you know, um, the guy in Kansas City. You know, like, like he's, not, he's not behind a lot of people. You know, Amari Cooper, you know, like, we, we, put, we put Odell Beckham Jr. up there. And while he may have done... More off-field things than he did on-field things. Like, we, we said he had a few on-field. Actually, what am I saying? He had a bunch of on-field incidences. Like, he was over there missling himself at, at, at Josh Norman in a game. He was over there um, constantly throwing, throwing, throwing tantrums on the sideline consistently. You know what I mean? Damaging equipment. So, yeah. We could kind of see why. The Giants want to let him go. Like, actually, he wasn't good on the... He wasn't that good, great on the field. He wasn't that great on the field. Off the field. Because, to be honest with you, what I do remember Odell Beckham for is not really the one-hand catch. It's missing himself at Josh Norman on the field. It's for not diving on a fumble or onside kick or whatever the hell it was in a, in a, in a, in a key game. It's him dropping passes in every big game that has ever mattered to the Giants. That's what I remember Odell Beckham for. Like, he's not Jerry Rice. And let's not get it twisted. Wide receivers usually aren't the reason why teams win in a lot of games. It's usually defense and a running back. That's the reason why teams keep trying to do that, get defense and a running back. The only, listen, when they want a run, wide receiver, they just want somebody that can help take the top off of the off, offense. They, they usually just want a deep threat. One guy that's reliable, maybe. But he don't got to be the guy, just one reliable guy. So we're going to see what's going on Cleveland because now Cleveland definitely has expectations. And the Giants are rebuilding. Now, let's not get it twisted. The Giants are 100% in rebuild mode. So they lose Landon Collins, six-year deal in Washington. They lose Odell Beckham Jr. They get all of they get basically his current contract. And Giants get back 17th pick, third pick, you know, third round pick, and a guy in Peppers. But going into rebuilding. But the New York Jets now. New York Jets now, they have lost some pieces. They lost their star kicker, Jason Myers. They lost their kickoff star kickoff returner, Andre Roberts. So the New York Jets now, in the one place, in the one area, 
that they actually show they have potential. The one area that actually helped really win games last year for them, they depleted. They got rid of their two best things, their kicker and their kick returner. That's the New York Jets for you. That's the New York Jets jetting up the place. Well, I would normally say that if it wasn't for the facts that the New York Jets end up signing. You ready for it? Are you ready for it? I know I know you're ready for it. I know you're ready for it. I know you're ready for it. Give, give me, give me. They signed C.J. Mosley, wide receiver. What? That, that's, that's not the news that you thought I was going to mention? Is that, is that the news that you wanted to hear? I mean, listen, he got a five-year, $85 million deal. Sorry, C.J. Mosley isn't a wide receiver. C.J. Mosley is, 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 is the guy, is the, is, the, is the safety. I apologize. But this is just to tell you that they have been making deals. They signed Jamison Crowder, the former wide receiver from Washington. They signed him to a deal. And, okay, 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 all right, okay, all right, okay, all right. I'll get to it, I'll get to it. I'll talk about the news that you really want to hear. I'll talk about the news that you really want to hear. I know, I know, I know, I know what you want to hear. You want to hear about the New York Jets getting somebody to sign a four-year, fifty-two and a half million dollar deal at the running back position. That's what you want to hear. You want to hear that there's somebody else that's out of Pittsburgh. You want to hear that the New York Jets got one of the best two-way players in the game. When we're talking about as a runner and a passer and even a pass blocker, you want to hear that the New York Jets are actually building and not rebuilding. You want to hear that. Just signed Le'Veon Bell. That's what you want to hear. And listen, why I know Le'Veon Bell is a big thing. It, this, like, Le'Veon Bell, this reminds me of the LaDainian Thomason sign. I'm not going to lie. Like, you have a young quarterback. I don't know if they still have that same defense. They need to put, still put together a few more, probably a few more offensive players. But this is the start of something. Crowder. Bell, they have the young tight end that my boy Al at Tax Liberty just told that I was texting me about. Oh, listen, yeah, you need to head down to, to, to Liberty Tax. We will, we'll get his read up here soon. This is coming down to the end of tax season. If you haven't done your taxes yet, then you need to go down to Liberty Tax and tell them that Talon sent you. Because, listen, we'll both get a bonus here. But ultimately, you get a $50 cash bonus right there on the spot by telling them that Talon sent you. $50 bonus for you by telling them I sent you. Go to Liberty Tax. It's right there on 441. Just south of commercial right across the street from the mcdonald's liberty tax hit him up tell him talent sent you facts all day big money big money but yeah that's what the jets have been doing 
85 million dollars to cj mosley 52 million dollars to to to, to Le'Veon Bell and yes folks it makes the New York Jets you 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 have to talk about the, the New York Jets being at least a nine and seven team right because you don't want me you don't want them to be average anymore they can't be below average let's I'll tell you that much it's gonna it's gonna be hard for them to have a losing season you're talking about your quarterback coming into his second year you're talking about having Le'Veon Bell as as as, as a great blanket and workhorse and bell cow whatever the hell you want to call him but as a number one guy Literally could be the number one guy in the passing scheme and the, the rushing scheme. Like literally being able to make changes, like late and ultimately what Le'Veon Bell does, right? Let, let, let's put it this way: Le'Veon Bell ultimately helps you audible to benefit you. If they come out in a three-man front, you just put Le'Veon Bell back there and you run that ball. If you if they put them, if you put you, if they if they go to a four-three defense. Right, you spread you you spread Le'Veon Le Le'Veon out. If they stack the box, you spread Le'Veon out. You get a linebacker at him, and now he has a mismatch. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league, one one of the most reliable hands in the league. And then you still got that that kid Crowder. You still have your tight end. You, you and I I doubt that this is gonna be the Jets' last piece. The Jets need to go. The Jets probably will continue to add some more pieces. We'll see what they add to that defense. We'll see what they add to that offense. But the Jets are making the necessary moves to be a contender at least to be a contender and to at least be a contender for the next two to three years while their quarterback is still young while their quarterback is still on a rookie deal listen i don't know what's going on with the knicks now i don't know what's going on with the giants which is kind of weird that the giants are now in the same category with the knicks and the Giants in the category that the Jets used to be in. But I know what's going on with the Jets. Like the, like the Knicks are supposed to be rebuilding, but I don't know if they're even if they if they're even building towards anything right now. The Giants are rebuilding. They just don't want to call it that as they as they keep keeping faith in Eli Manning. I guess they just gonna get the best offensive line in the world and hope that time solves all problems. But I know the Jets are definitely building towards something. If you a Jets fan, yeah, I, I want you to go ahead. Open your window or step outside your door, head to your roof, and I need you to say it with me. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Oh, yeah, we're on the rise, baby. And that's the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Alan Thomas Taylor. Don't forget, you can always listen to the show right here on MightySports.net. And in case you forgot, you embrace what you love and you stay forever young. Don't always let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. This is Mighty Sports Podcast. And we are out here. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together. Lay down, lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. My tea!